isn't over yet. You are just getting started. You are constantly in the process of becoming more like God. You were created to be a direct reflection of who He is. You should think, act, and speak differently than those around you. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. This is your host, Carol McLeod, and I love studying the Word of God with you. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now here's Carol with today's encouraging message. chapter 5 verse 1 says this, we are constantly in the process of becoming more like God. Now your translation might say something similar to this, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. And that's a great translation. But when I read This particular translation, my heart stopped. We are constantly in the process of becoming more like God. And instantly I knew I had my title for this particular Bible study, Becoming. We are constantly in the process of becoming more like God. Now, in the New American Standard Version of the Bible, it uses the word imitators. And this word imitators in the Greek is mimetes. We actually get our English word mime from this Greek word mimetes, because your life should be a direct reflection of the life of God. Mimetes literally means to mimic what you see God doing. If God does it, you should do it. And if God doesn't do it, neither should you. You should carefully and intentionally model your life after the life of God the Father and of Jesus Christ the Son. You are called to be actually a professional actor in this verse in Ephesians 5.1. You are taking on the role of God the Father and your script is the Bible. My friend, when you look into God's mirror, you should mimic the way God acts, thinks, speaks, and emotes. Every day of our life, we should be more like God than we were yesterday. Every event, every person, and every circumstance should craft us more and more into being like God is. Now, when we encounter difficult people or adverse conditions or disappointing events, these things in life, these Events and circumstances and people should only have one influence on our lives. They should help us become more like Jesus. You know, so often we allow difficult people to bring out the worst in us. But what if God has allowed that person to be in your life to bring out the Jesus in you? You know, as believers in Jesus Christ, it's our goal, it's our reward, it is our focus, it is our gift, and it is our 
chief assignment to imitate God the Father in all of our ways. Now, if you're going to imitate somebody, you must actually study that person. You must watch how they act or how they react to situations in life. You must know what their likes are and what their dislikes are. You know, I have this woman in my life. I've known her since I was in my early 20s. And even today, although I've only seen her two or three times in the last 35 years, I ask myself, what would Ellen do? And during those days when she was a daily part of my life, I studied her. I watched how she treated people and how she treated her husband. I wanted her exuberant and yet her simple joy. I loved her cheerful disposition and her uncommon wisdom. And so today I say to myself, what would Ellen do? I want to imitate her life. Now, to imitate God day after day after day, you must know him. You must know who he is if you long to imitate him and to become more like him every day. So let's pause for a minute and think of some adjectives or some describing words that describe who God is. Words like loving and faithful and merciful and forgiving, and and wise, and kind, and truth, and powerful. And then we must apply those descriptive words to our lives. So let me turn the tables and ask you, are you loving to every person in your life? Do you exhibit the love of God to every person in your life? Are you faithful? When you say you're going to do something, do you do it? Do you always forgive people who have offended or wounded you? Are you always kind? Are you kind to your parents and to your spouse and to your children and to the people at work? Do you always tell the truth? Because God always tells the truth. And if you are constantly in the process of becoming more like God, you will always tell the truth. Do you use wisdom in your daily walk with the Lord? You know, all children when they're young, when they're 10 and under, they want to be like their parents. They want to grow up to be like dad or like mom. And that should be our goal every day of our lives. We are well-loved children of the Father. And our goal in life, every day we're alive, is to become more like our dad. Our goal in life every day we're alive is to imitate God the Father in every single way imaginable. Ephesians 5 verse 2, and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. You know what? There is Paul's favorite word again, walk. Paul says that we are to walk in love. Now, let's take a minute and review the words walk that we have thus far found in the book of Ephesians. First of all, walk means to carry on, to habitually live in this manner. We found it in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, when Paul and the Holy Spirit said, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. Well, Paul's point was this. We no longer walk according to the course of the world. We don't walk like our culture. We don't make 
choices based on the pony ride at the fair. We walk differently. We carry on. We live in a different manner than which we used to live in. Ephesians 4.1 says this, walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. And then Paul and the Holy Spirit went on to tell us how you become a worthy walker. You walk with humility and with gentleness and with patience and with love and with unity in the body of Christ. And then in Ephesians 4.17, this is what Paul and the Holy Spirit trained us to do. You no longer walk as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. So we don't walk like unbelievers. We don't reason decisions out. We don't think our way out of a problem. We pray our way out of a problem. And then finally, in Ephesians 5, 2, walk in love, just like Jesus walks. Imitate him. When in doubt, walk in love. If you don't know how to treat a person, well, then love them. If you're dealing with a difficult person today, love them more than they deserve to be loved. Listen, God loves you more than you deserve to be loved, and you're supposed to imitate him in all of your ways. Jesus died a sinner's death on the cross because he loved you. And I think that often, We have to die to the flesh from time to time in order to demonstrate love. Isn't that the truth? When you die to self in order to demonstrate love, your life becomes a beautiful fragrance, an aroma of the very best kind. We must kill that stinking flesh. We must often kill our opinions and our selfishness and allow our lives to be a perfume of love and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. God as a fragrant aroma. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. You know, when we read that verse, we want to say, amen, yes, I agree. But let's read what Paul and the Holy Spirit actually mean in this verse of Ephesians 5, 3. Now take a deep breath. We can do this. We can cover this difficult topic together. There must be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. So in verse three, Paul starts out by saying, no immorality or impurity or greed. Let me tell you what immorality is. It's illicit sex. Now, the only God-ordained and blessed sex is between one man and one woman in the context of marriage, and anything else is forgiven. Now, if you've experienced something else, yes, God still loves you. His love never ends. His love is faithful love, and he's forgiven you. But today, from this day forward, know what God's plan is. Now, Paul also says that we're not supposed to walk in impurity. Impurity is lustful living. It's the same Greek word that was used to describe the diseases that people would contract by digging up graves. And then Paul says, no greed. Greed is covetousness. It's the greedy desire to always want more. And Paul says, if you belong to God, don't live this way. 
don't walk this way. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Let it not once be named among you, is the advice of Paul and the Holy Spirit. I hope you'll join me tomorrow as we continue our Bible study, Becoming. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you will consider supporting Carol as she continues presenting encouraging messages like this one. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433 or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. As a thank you, we want to send you Carol's book, Defiant Joy, for your gift of just $5 or more. If you need prayer, please call us toll free. 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or contact us online at justjoyministries.com.